0: to I'll put it on super loud sorry Hobbit <laughs> uh,
1: I, I have I, I have to have my volume at 7% normal in order for that not to be air rape and even then Jesus Christ you
0: could have given me a warning is that is that I didn't realise I'd upped it I didn't realise I'd upped it oh your mate's in the chat already J A F. the
1: uh... hey Toppy's in evening Toppy hey is it's jaf um like a girl and it's like basically saying like hey i'm i'm a mormon i'm single i'm ready yeah. to become your wife Hobbit if you're just like not ever eat coffee are we going to tell him that are we going to tell him
0: that nordic uh, that uh, nordic not nordic are we going to tell him that um i don't know i'm not nordic pagan are we going to tell him, tell him that mormonism mormonism is uh, satanic yeah it is simple as dutch mams are here
1: yeah, John, John
0: McNamara, Mac, McNamara wants a Hobbit V1 V1 v one v one me on your. It's like Hobbit. When 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 did you go from being like not so much to being like superstar now,
1: Hobbit? I don't know. I mean, I haven't done anything that would would deserve such attention. So I'm, I don't know. You just I'm become like
0: Mister Popular. Like Brutus is having having a pop at you. Uh, Jaf is having a pop at you.
1: Well, to be fair, Brutus is is, is uh, upset that my musical career taken off, whereas his hasn't. <laughs> you know what? I joke about that, but it's probably not a joke.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh, God. IC3 is back in. I will blame Phil for that.
1: Uh, dear IC3, niggas stink, and I hate them. Mm. Simple as. Mm. Don't say fuck or bugger, we're live.
0: Right, so let's get on with this, go, go, get the show back on the road. Uh, you wanted to finish up on Tartaria? Because you had some drunken uh, bum no on the I, last show about Tartaria that just kept interrupting you the whole time, didn't you?
1: No, I, I want to I wanna do an entire episode of tar, tar, about Tartary, but this is not it. I oh, want right. to do one about electronics. Electronics are spooky. Um, where's your, well, I will cite my theme tune, which is really ear rapey, along with um, what, what, the other theme tune as well. Yeah. Uh, Zero did one a two, and they're spooky. But it really came down to a discussion I was having with my dad, and I was saying that, hey, dad, did you know the Arabs believe that there's little gin hidden inside quartz crystals? And he says, because I, I, the reason I mention that is because... Says, oh, hold I on, don't before think we go too far, to- should
0: we have Electronics of the Devil's Playground or demonic Electronics?
1: Electronics of the Devil's Playground? Yeah. Uh... Uh, yeah, but then I don't want people to start thinking like, "Oh, hobbits are luddite." You, you, what are you using well, you, to someone's talk literally to us right now? If not yet? <laughs> <laughs> all right. It, uh, electronics are
0: misunderstood. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure. You're, I'm sure um, zero zero, God rest him. If you are actually listening, come back to us, pal. Um, zero Stop zero honking. used to say that there was the, uh, there was something demonic about about electronics, but I can't remember what his point was.
1: Well, that's a good point, because uh, A0, um, if you are Is listening... already having some issues. Maybe. it keeps coming in and out again. No. I, I just don't know. That's because I'm in the YouTube chat, and it keeps bringing me back in again. Oh,
0: okay. Oh, that's fine. I'm just checking you're all right, and you can speak. That's Yeah, that's can't here. multitask well, can mm-hmm. they? It's all good. So, yeah, um... why are you why are you on a PC
1: hobbit? Aha, wrecked. Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> yeah, sorry.
1: Um, yeah. Sorry, I have to admit it. I'm a Satanist. I use electronics. Um, yeah. So Satanist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep, that's it. That's it. Do you live in
0: the 21st yeah. century? Aha,
1: wrecked hobbit. <laughs> yes, that, that's that's right. <laughs> so that's why i have some apprehension about saying electronics are the devil's playground even yeah. though there's like some evidence that let's just go with electronics be spooky and simple as electronics spooky simple as yeah I mean, like that, it, you know, I'll, I'll put that
0: because it because it amps up the uh, amps up sure what I did that uh it just yeah. it just amps up the uh the the, the fear factor a bit
1: are you telling us we're becoming sensationalist journalists? You know what I think about journalists, Emmie. <laughs> yeah. Electronics, yeah, but we, yeah, but if we were journalists, we'd have said
0: electronics are the devil's playground. Electronics are the devil's playground. Electronics are the devil's playground. Right, we'll start talking about electronics being the devil's playground now. If we were elect- if we were journalists, yes. that's
1: what we'd do. Yeah. Electronics, which is about the size of twelve size swimming pools. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> the Olympic swimming pools were microscopic. Uh,
0: by so, the yeah. By the way, anybody they're mentioning they're trying... Brutus, um, uh, Daka Daka channel after this show, um, me PPP and Gobinson will be going through the Brutus video. He's,
1: he's Am I was invited. Uh, Is that no. because I've said un... Am I disinvited because I've said unkind things about Gobinson and PPP?
0: No. Well, I said unkind things okay. about them, but
1: you know.
2: Like, I are like uh, invited. Like
1: I've said more unkind things about your new chums than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> Oof!
0: Domino Morgul just said, "Looking at your channel for a wasted eighteen minutes." I see three. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Let's get back to this this preamble of what I did about the electricity.
0: Jaffe, Jaffy's being a brutus, he said. Have a great show. I'm going to a Bible study. If you're still on, I'll say hi when I'm done. Yeah, exactly.
1: Okay, Satanist. So yeah, my dad and I talking. He says, You know, I don't think transistors are human technology. What do you mean? Well, you know the Roswell crash? Yeah, I've heard of it because at the time I was really into UFOs. I thought, yeah, because um, it
0: isn't Wi Fi supposed to be alien technology.
1: No. Uh, what I do know is that my fire needs some coal. So, excuse me. Uh, coal maybe burner. I can mute myself. Yeah. So, I'm going to mute myself.
2: <laughs> maybe I can mute myself.
1: I'll the coal burner.
0: Always on that coal, isn't it? It's fucking terrible. Always burning that coal. Yeah. It's disgraceful, Hobbit. It's great. Uh And Yeah, thanks for that, uh, Hobbit. Just just start the show and then go go coal burning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
1: just
0: going to start a topic, Hemi, was- and then I'm going to pop off and.
1: My coal out. Yeah. That, yeah. that was uh, a yeah, special no, wonder Bruce for hates hate coal. you, bit. I know why. <laughs> Bruce, hates, I know I know Bruce hates, my... hates you now. <laughs> Bruce hates me because I'm just so much yeah. more charming.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I am. Bruce, Bruce so, did yeah, nothing wrong. He
1: was right about you, Hobbit. So, <laughs> electronics, what it's all about. And so my dad saying like, uh, yeah, I don't think transistors are a human technology. They're like, well, that's a bold claim. What do you mean? And he <laughs> went on to say, that, well, look, uh, because this, this was like uh, one of these conversations I had when I was like five or six, so I barely remember it. But he was saying that, well, the, the example was, it's like, okay, here's my transistor amp. It's like, yeah. Here's my valve amp, right? Can you hear any difference? Yeah, the valve amp sounds different. Yeah. How different? Well, it sounds warmer. Okay, what do you think that is? And I said, I don't know. And he says, I think transistors aren't, aren't human. I think they're done by aliens. It's like, well, okay. And then I thought nothing more of it because, you know, I was just like a six year old boy and it was just like, okay, we've got these non-human intelligences and we're using that technology. That's just simple as right. So, um, goes on a bit, bit further, like uh, many decades pass. And then I talked to my dad I said, Hey dad, um, Arabs believe that jinn are, or genie? Well, what's the, no, single is jinn. Jinn are held prisoners in uh, quartz, quartz crystals. And and then I said, do you know what they, they use for making all those integrated circuits? You know, what you say is not human technology. And he says, yeah, it's, it's quartz. They can't use um, just sand because there's too many impurities. So you have to use pure quartz. He says, "Do you oh, know found, what else is weird i found about
0: a, Oh, sorry, Hobbit. When you finished, I've got uh, ten evidences, evidences to prove the alien technology reverse engineering is real. So we'll, we'll go through some of that. Oh, in a minute, okay,
1: yeah, all right. That that'll be quite that that'll be new to me as well, well ish. Um, so I I said I said to him about prisms, not yeah, pr, prism prisms. Sorry, quartz crystals holding these gin inside them. And I uh, said, yeah, I remember what you were saying about how you don't think uh, transistors, which are built on quartz crystals, are doing that. And he says, oh, this is it. Do you know what's really weird about that? And I said, well, what, what do you mean? He says, well, if you get like some really pure silicon in its own, it's not conductive, so it's not useful, right? So they had to invent a new technique called uh, doping, which is okay let's do the joke doping's not what lance armstrong does to win the tour de france doping is something where you deliberately introduce impurities into the circuit. because when they were first doing these techniques there was something called the point contact diode and it was a normal diode but um there was like what if we put like this conductor in the middle and try and touch it in various pieces and they just did that and nothing much really happened um, but then, like in certain places, like oh, hang on, this is affecting. It's turning the flow on and off. So this is effectively a switch which turns the electricity on and off. In in this. And uh, the name transistor, by the way, comes as trans-resistor in that it can transform into resistor. By the way, Hobbit, I'll skip
0: over this one when we do the article again. But it Mm. says it was in 1947 when Americans came up with the designs of a transistor, a key element for making uh, making of many multiple electronic devices. While attempting to make something like this, were on for years. It was not before November 1947. That the scientists could come up with something else, like something like a transistor. Well, do you know what event happened on the eighth of July, nineteen forty-seven, Hubbit What's that? The Roswell crash. <laughs> it might have been. <laughs> yeah, it was.
1: Oh well, there we go. Right. So, in other words, it is reverse alien technology. And it's just like, oh yeah, but yeah. So the the idea about this, this this requires like. I was looking into some technical videos like uh, university students look at to do the thing. And, uh, oh, yeah, Stash done give me a thing. Um, oh, no, no, sorry. Uh, it, the person who definitely isn't Stash said, uh, can, I, can I join? But I need to tell him, sorry, we are using a different chat program because the audio quality is better, right? So that's done now. Oh, um, Hemi's gay, wrong? What? So the thing, hmm? <laughs> what's that? Yeah, it's well, Hemi's audio sounds better on it, it does it?
0: Does yeah, 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 it's important. I, I keep telling you, I keep telling you it's Discord, it you won't have it. Or you've got to reinstall Windows. No, I haven't. I've just got to use a platform that's, that's fucking a million times better than Discord.
1: Oh, yeah. But also, if you reinstalled Windows, then you'd have sort out some other problems with driver (laughs) issues and conflicts, which is not pertinent to the story about (laughs) electronics. (laughs) So I was watching these videos about silicon doping because he says it's worth a study. And I did. So silicon doesn't conduct. It's like all of its electrons are firmly bound up and there's no real free electrons in it so how do you make this this thing what doesn't conduct electricity conduct electricity you do something called silicon doping where you introduce impurities and the either, you either use a negative charged impurities, which I think is phosphorus, or use a positive charged impurities, which would be boron. And I really hope someone in the chat is autistic enough to go, actually, if you look at boron, it's a group 15 element, so it would be giving away <laughs> a bit and it wouldn't be doing that. Um, and it'll be great, because then someone could say, yes, an NPM transistor has more boron than phosphorus in it. But here's the thing, right? So when you're saying impurities, I'm thinking, oh, yeah, about 1%. No, not 1%. Not 1% of 1%, but, uh, right, how do I t- convert parts of into things? Boron is group 15, you One... tit. <laughs> yeah there, there we go <laughs> yeah so silicon is group 14 and boron is group 15 and so if i did an I'm image d- of the pretend, that, pretend i don't actually
0: know the difference between the two can you explain it to me hobbit
1: all right so in the periodic um table you've got all your, your elements laid out yeah and uh you've got them going from left to right is based on the number of electrons in the free orbit so group one elements is hydrogen um sodium uh uh in there as <laughs> inter-dimensional well interdimensional
0: lizard says imagine not knowing the electromagnetic properties of boron <laughs> i know
1: unsubscribe <laughs> yeah <laughs> these guys know nothing <laughs> so um any group one element is very electropositive because they are they they will quite happily give away an electron to so they can form um a molecule and, and that's why things like sodium, hydrogen, they're all very reactive. Hydrogen is a group one element, but, but it behaves differently to the other group one elements, which are metal at room temperature. And then as you get, hang on, group 14? No, there's group one, there's group two, which is stuff like calcium and magnesium. Then you've got group three, four, five. Then it gets interesting when you get to group seven, which is the um, the... Fluorine, um, uh, uh, chlorine. There's a name for these. I- iodine, ha- halogens. That's it. And then Group Eight is is noble elements. Um, but silicon. I need to look at the periodic table now because I just done did a thing. So let me just have a look at. I think it's called periodic. Oh, found an image. Uh,
0: copy image. I don't know if you can paste images in it yeah periodic table
1: i'm, I'm going to yeah. go on to the interactive periodic table which is is it still there yeah oh, ptable.com that's it that's the one i use so where's silicon in this list let's see it should be si for silicon i think si there we go so yeah it's group 14 what one two three four five six seven so the halogens are group 17 really okay um, that's interesting. So, uh, the periodic table's been updated since I last looked at it. Yeah. So, group 15 is known as perictogens? You see, you it Prick- is turmeric, pric- pric-
0: Hubbard. You're wrong again.
1: Pernictogens. Pernictogen <laughs> is to choke generators, any of the chemical elements in group 15. Right. And then what's chalcogens? Chalcogens is group 16. That's groups also known as the oxygen family. Right. Okay. So silicon is in uh group 14 that's right so just to the left of silicon you've got aluminium just to the right of it you've got phosphorus so where's boron in this boron is um where is boron i'm looking at a periodic table now guys so this is why i'm going like boron boron because boron uh, that's is quite a good one, 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 one. i just things-
0: put in the mis- miscellaneous chat that, show, so that shows anyway, you the um, that shows you the groups, and the whether uh, and the what kind of metal it is and all that kinds of stuff. So that might be quite interesting. I'll give you. It?
1: This is the one I was using when I was uh, back at college, and it's uh, it's been updated a loads. So of boron time is group systems, thirteen, so
0: just, according to this. Boron is group thirteen, yeah. and it's a metalloid, and silicon is oh, group okay, fourteen, so you- and it's a metalloid.
1: Oh, right, yeah, because um, aluminium's a metal, but boron is um, metal-oid, and uh, okay, I see, yeah, because there's a diagonal line where you've got boron, silicon, arsenic, teryllium, and astatine. I don't know that one. But before I get lost in a details this. Oh, well, this one's different, because
0: um, the one I've got <laughs> here, it says astatine is, in a, is a halogen.
1: Yeah, it's a halogen. I'm saying yeah. this is a diagonal line. Before oh, okay. I get yeah. lost in the details of uh specifics of elements, I'm just saying that you can dope silicon with um, chemicals, uh, sorry, with elements which are chemically similar. So boron is chemically similar. Phosphorus is chemically similar. Now, you can use impurities so in, in as much as one in one billionth of this and that will produce enough to turn silicon from an insulator to a semiconductor so how do you introduce um how do you introduce uh, these impurities into it you use something uh, which is known baths. as an ionizer. Uh yes <laughs> um well there's two ways you can do it. you can use high pressure like in a furnace and it sort of works, but it's not really precise because you're looking to like have a precision amount of it. So what you do is you have your molten silicon in a vacuum, and then you use an ion gun, which uh, is a gun what shoots ions at really high speeds into the molten silicon. Is that like a laser? That, that literally is. It's not just a laser. It's a goddamn ion gun. Whoa, so nice. you're shooting... Um, Yeah, you're shooting uh, just elements into it. And that's how you dope it. And this is something which would have not been known to uh, chemists in the 1950s or 1940s. And one of the things they actually say in these uh, university lectures about doping uh, semiconductors is that it's uh, counterintuitive from high school's chemistry, because the way it works doesn't really make sense. I mean... It's like you put this element in and then there's a hole, but the hole can't exist. Yet it does exist. And this hole means that electrons can travel through. And I thought, all oh, right, even if that's true. So you've got this crystal structure with like one in one billion atoms is phosphorus or boron instead of silicon. How does that mean that electricity can travel from one end to the other? I don't know, but it does. And that's Fucking the important magnets. How do thing. they work? Nobody knows. Nobody knows. So, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the thing is, it's like, all right, Hobbit, why, why, we're getting to the spooky part. The spooky part, I'm saying, is that... JD has
0: uh, uh, something up for you, Hobbit. It said, sounds gay as fuck like some quantum turd. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The thing about demonic stuff is it often is gay as fuck because yeah, yeah. it turns out Cause, that cause demons the, the, like this sort of thing.
0: Yeah, the demons love that kind of shit, don't they?
1: they? They they literally do love that kind of shit.
2: Yeah.
1: So Arabs understood it. They're like, yeah, watch out for those quartz crystals. They've got they've got demons hidden inside them, jinn as they call them. And I know some people have been like, well, actually, no, gin aren't related to demons, and they're, in fact, they're just a... No-. All right, so you've got a non-corporeal, non-human intelligence. What, when you look at all the stories of Jyn, say, here's a creature that likes to fuck with humans, like, well, the genie, just like fairies. The genie
0: and- is based on the gin, uh, isn't it?
1: Ah, uh, yeah. One's plural and the other singular. And because they're yeah. Arabs and therefore do everything wrong, it's not the same way as everything else. Ah, oh, right. Makes so sense. I don't know whether
0: you want to know this, but jinn in Arabic is J I N. It was romanized as jinn with N, or anglicized as genies with the broader meaning of spirits, demons, spirits or demons depending on
1: source. Okay. So there we go. So what we've got. It's a world where we're using an alien technology of silicon doping or semiconductor doping. I say silicon doping because it's the most abundant element used. We've got that. We've got um, these emergent AI systems. Oh, hold on And this will tie into something.
0: Like, it's nothing about nothing. But the jinn are mentioned mentioned approximately 29 times in the Quran. In Islamic tradition, Muhammad was sent as a prophet to both human and jinn communities, and that prophets and messengers were sent to both communities. Traditionally, Quran 72, named after them al-Jinn, is led to tell about the revelation to jinn, and several stories mention one of Muhammad's followers accompanied him witnessing the revelation to the jinn. They appear with different attitudes. In the story of Solomon, they appear as nature spirits comparable to the Talmudic Shihidim. Um, Solomon was gifted by God to talk to animals and spirits. God God granted him authority over the rebellious jinn, and the devil's forcing them to build the first temple. In other instances, the the Quran... Talks about pagan Arabs. Do what
1: the animals do. <laughs> so, if Muhammad was talking to the jinn, is that why he nonced Alicia and all those other girls?
0: Well, ap- well, according to um, Rosemary Ellen Giley, um, who I've heard a little bit of, she's quite interesting, by the way, um, Rosemary Ellen Giley says that the jinn are like people, so you get some good and some bad ones, like um, you'll bump into a gym and one of them could be all right, and then you could bump into another and he's like Brutus, pain in the ass complete arsehole
1: well doc dick says that gin is superior to gin and i would yeah. agree with him there juniper berry spirits mm. but we, we're getting we're getting to traction for this so this bit i i it would take me i i've done it before a first draft it takes me about 10 minutes to get through my theory which is we've got these uh, modern electronics microelectronics all built on prisms of uh, silicon which uh, holds these uh, gin inside them, and uh, modern electronics wouldn't be possible without it. Modern AI systems, these emergent AI systems which actually control what you say and think on social media, which is probably worth a whole other um, is episode. Siri, is serious uh, consi- Yeah, she is. Yeah. All of these AI wouldn't be possible if it wasn't for these gin trapped inside these silicon crystals, it which you, then, we're puppet. using in our electronics.
0: You know, how little kids can see spirits and stuff. Yeah. Do you, uh, why is it all little kids think think that TVs are little men trapped in the box?
1: Because kids understand that this 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 is how it is. This is demonic shit. Yeah, it is, mm. and kids can see it. But then again, that's because kids are—they—they've uh, got understanding which we get rid. And this is the thing I think with um, like psychedelics. I mean, I'm not sure if you ever taken them, but the thing which I—I I think they're about is that you've got these filters to everyday reality. And if you didn't have the filters, you'd go crazy. So that's why we have them. But when you take them off, you. You start seeing things. You start seeing a different reality, which is always there. It's always present. It's just it's... Um, well, a lot of, a lot of paran- paranormal researchers
0: say we talk like a fag and our shit's all retarded because, because uh, we're stupid enough to see time in a line when it shouldn't be seen in a line.
1: Well, this is why I, I was talking with... Uh, Believe it or not, when he's not showing pictures of his arse or, like, uh, talking about how much he wants to suck Willie, Casimir is quite quite interesting to talk to. Yeah. And um, one of the things we're talking about is uh, how both that... Time can be experienced one dimensionally because if you think about it, you're traveling on the world which you said is three dimensional, but really to you, it's a two dimensional representation. That all your eyes see is a two dimensional image, which it has the illusion of depth perception, which gives the illusion of 3D. And then from that, uh, it, you've it, but everything in your life is one dimensional because you're always traveling in a line. And let's say, oh, yeah, but I was at that place last week. Yeah, but you go to it next week, it's not the same place. It's changed in in its temporal form. So really, the way you experience life is as a one-dimensional line where you're going from one place to another, and it's never to the same place again. Mm. But what I think is very important about this sort of stuff is electronics are spooky, especially the stuff built on semiconductors, which are these crystals where the djinn live. And we've got these emergent AI systems, which would have been impossible to do if you had valve-based technology. Um, I can explain valves briefly. Uh, what shall I do it now? Or shall I go back to it? You can um,
0: do it now if you want.
1: Right. Okay. So prior to transistors, we had uh, valves, and uh, that that was where you, you're using uh, electrons in a plasma and uh, you can uh, change the way they flow, but inefficient, quite big, very very tricky to make because you've got to do a lot of it by hand, uh, but make fantastic sounding amplifiers, um, very good for sound reproduction. Um, So they're still used in modern applications for that purpose. Mm -hmm. Uh, But modern semiconductors, especially where they, they can be miniaturized, where you basically have labyrinths I mean, the way it was talked talk uh, explained to me is that if um, if a 486 uh, processor, which was, it's, God, it's more than 30 years old now, 486. Uh, if a 486 processor, all the channels, all the paths in it were the size of your typical office corridor. So, you know, the sort of thing that two men could walk past. If they were all expanded to that, that would take up an area of 100 square miles. So these things are immensely complex. So we've got these immensely complex mazes inside these uh, chips. And then we've got thousands upon thousands upon millions of them together to form these AI systems, which are dictating what people can say do on social media. Because if you get censored or you get banned, it's not some human being which has gone, oh, yeah, I find your content objectionable. It's an algorithm that does it. And uh, this is this is actually quite disturbing because the fact is we're not um, we we don't have like hundreds of different forums where uh, we're all on. Uh, we're all using social media. It's being more and more centralised. Mm. So what that means is you've got um, like three big sites: Twitter, YouTube, Facebook. And if the algorithm says you can't do it, you can't do it. So you start adjusting what vocabulary you use and what topics you can discuss, and it goes to say that if you can be told what you can say and uh, and hear and see, it goes that it follows that you can be told what to think. So we have these non-cuban well, se- censorship is
0: the worst censorship, isn't it?
1: Well, that's the thing because you don't even realise you're doing it. I mean, mm. uh, George Orwell wrote in *Eric Arthur Blair*. He wrote in 1984 about how with Newspeak, because you won't have the vocabulary to express something, you won't be able to think it. So you'll never even have to be able to articulate what your grievance is. And it may you may as well say, oh, yes, but, you know, uh, humans have these things and they've designed these systems and they've programmed them. Yeah, sure. They've programmed them, but it's like saying that a, a rabbi's programmed a golem to, you know, crush the goyim. It, it still ends up turning on the rabbi and the community. I mean, that's why you have all these stories of golem like turning on them and smashing like the temple and uh, shitting on on the sacred scrolls or doing yeah, all those it, sorts of a, things. With
0: a or- golem, you only have to change the. Is it the letter? The letter means life, and then I think you add one letter to the start, and then that breaks the curse doesn't it which means death doesn't it
1: well the other thing is i mean the, the golem are programmed by putting slips of paper with instructions into its mouth and uh, you get anything it, just like with the genie where you sort of we have a wish and it does malicious compliance like i wish for there to be world peace oh no all humans are dead well have you ever seen the wish the, the in terms of... no
0: well, that's about a genie. It's uh, it's made by the Wes Craven, I think. Um, the dude, uh, okay. basically, one of the wishes. I mean, to illustrate your point, one of the wishes is a guy wishes for a million hmm. dollars, and his mum dies in a plane crash, and that's how he gets his million dollars.
1: So that's, oh, okay, ma- because that's they, that they illustrates
0: think- your malicious compliance.
1: Yeah, because Twilight Zone did one where they get a million dollars and then the IRS come to audit them and it's like, yeah. you owe us $999,999. Yeah. Or no, they actually actually ended up owing more than what they wished for. And I think they even did that in... Um, uh, they, they did that in X-Files, like... Um, uh, Mulder wished for world peace and then everybody in the world was gone except for him. Yeah. So he used his second wish to bring things back to how it was before. And uh, the third wish was not used, I think. Uh but yeah, I think it is important to say that electronics are spooky. Electronics will give rise to intelligences uh oh, that um- we d-
0: you might enjoy Wishmaster. Actually, the narrator is Angus Angus Scrim. You know the tall man from uh, Thingy.
1: Oh yeah, Angus Scrim. He died in um, was it 2016 yeah. or was it 2015? All those celebrities died.
0: So the wish the wishes are um, da 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 blah blah blah. Just looking, trying to get to the wishes. Uh da da. da. Oh, they're not telling the fucking wishes. They, you know.
1: I wish not to be turned into a meat puppet by the tall man.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh so folklore process pro- professor explains wishes will be twisted into curses for the djinn's amusement. Uh later learns the jinn needs power the gem as human so human souls and grant for her three wishes before she can open the great gateway. Uh oh they don't take the wishes. It's, it's fucking boring.
1: Hmm. Nice, yeah. Nice. Let's get this kid jumps onto a tree.
0: Oh, there you go. Right. So, uh, yeah. So, acquiring Nick's cooperation, bar for him a million dollars. Nick is given the money when his mum is killed in a plane tra- crash. Alex sees troubling visions of visions of every time the wish Jim work grants wishes. She control, control, consults consults Derlith again, but soon realizes she's talking to the Jin, who has killed Derlith and taken her form. The Jin confronts Alex and offers her three wishes. Alex first wishes for the djinn to kill himself. But as the djinn is an immortal being, the wish does not count towards the three and fails to harm him. Using the first of the official three wishes, Alex wishes to know what he is. He teleports her to a hell. Why can't you, you wish for more wishes? Gem. Yeah.
1: I mean, that's the first thing i do. It was like, my wish is to give me like a billion million more wishes.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. I wish for a million billion so-
1: wishes. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah, it's not a bad film. Yeah, I saw it a long, long time ago, which means it might be voiced tinted glasses.
1: Yes, um, the the uh, the phantasm films aren't as good as what I remember, but you know mm. that could just be me. Um,
0: oh yeah, let's not forget that uh, it, it, there's a gin in Aladdin, isn't there?
1: Yeah, there is. But he's a nice gin because that's played by Robin Williams, and uh, so he and, uh, he couldn't play. And uh,
0: what's his name? The minstrel. What's, it? Uh,
1: what's his name? Will oh, Smith. Uh, Will Smith. He's now Will Smith, oh, isn't he? No, Will Smith's not in in it. He's uh, Gilbert Gottfried. Will Smith, God- Will Smith, Will Smith Godfrey, in the remake. Will Smith. Oh in
0: the well, remake. I don't
1: care about that. I, yeah. Why would I care about any remake? I mean, all remakes are shit. Simple as. Except for sort and Precinct 13. Oh, so just say, you right know, uh, both,
0: both Islamic and non-Islamic scholarship generally distinguish between angels, jinn, and demons as three different types of spiritual ent- entities.
1: Blah, blah, blah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think but, they're basically... Uh, I, I uh, assume then if they're saying that, the jinn must be the halfway point between demons and angels, then must will see.
1: Well... I think, like the catch-all term of it's a non-human intelligent creature and it's got special powers, is I think that's that's probably like accurate enough to sort of say, yeah, th- this is a sort of creature that shouldn't be messed with, and
0: um, by yeah. by a racist does Brutus know he's a spastic?
1: <laughs> no, 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 he wouldn't. He wouldn't do. So the thing is, is it's like, okay, so yeah, we're using the, the solid state components in all our day lives, and it's giving rise to an AI system. But what about quantum electronics? Well, I don't know much about quantum electronics, except that it's called parallel processing in multiple dimensions, multiple realities, So what's that all about? What are those multiple realities? Well, we haven't got any way of directly observing those multiple realities, but they produce some really, really strange behaviours and they're they're talking about how like a quantum computer is an order of magnitude more capable than than an ordinary computer. How is that possible? I've also heard people say that
0: apparently technology, the only reason they do it in degrees, the way they do it, is because they think if they give us the 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 technology that's actually available they blow our minds.
1: Well, it would have been a very big, uh, but I think it's also like how much are they able to reverse engineer the technology? Because my dad was saying that back in the day, uh, I mean, this sort like when I was when I was five or six. No, the pension process. He says, "Modern integrated circuits that in the Roswell crash." the chips were as advanced, if not more advanced, than modern integrated circuits. And it's taken them this long to reverse engineer and get up to that stage of complexity. But here's another thing as well, is considering what I just said um, about how a 486, which is a 30-year-old chip, how many ch- transistors are is there in a 486? Let me just have a look. How many transistors in a... 486. Because I know it's in billions now for, for modern chips, but this, let's have a look at this. The 486, how many transistors? Tell me, tell me. Come on, I want to know. Give me a number. Give me a um, number. Of, what if I type in transistor? Transistors. So um, they're saying, what's this? An arm free core, similar time frame, most wants indicator with 3, 310,000 transistors instead of 1 million. So mm. a 486 has a million transistors in it. I mean, I've, I've done I mean, circuit four, design before. A 486 before. is I like,
0: well, shit, now <laughs> that's the thing. It's like there, there's exponentially more than that now, isn't there?
1: I mean you have you've got more processing power in like a microwave than, than, than you have but a 4x a 6, Boy, from 30 Doesn't, years.
0: A Game Boy has more has more processing power than the uh, ah, computer that no. got the NASA satellites to the the NASA people to the moon.
1: Yeah, but a, a potato's got more processing power than the computer that got NASA to the moon because mm. that never happened. Yay. Yay. <laughs> You know, it's like how they say that the chinky pox killed more more Jews than, than the Holocaust did, mm. which is true. Uh, it's a true statement, and that has happened. Yeah. Now, um, so a 486, a million transistors in it. Now, have you ever done circuit design? Because I have. No. All right. So, circuit design—you you you've got like in my case, like a, a few dozen components, and you're you're tracing lines back and forth between them, and that can take you a few hours. It oh, Bi Ray says, you, hold
0: like, on. Oh. Bi says, are you telling me they knew what a microchip was when? <coughs> sneeze. Um, when computers were still made out of vacuum tubes, do you actually believe that, Hobbit? We Hobbit doesn't. That's what Hobbit's saying.
1: But No, that's it's, it's not what I believe. I'm saying in the rolls royce crash, they reverse-engineered integrated circuits. And the first step to reverse-engineering integrated circuits was making the transistor, the trans-resistor, as in you put the current in at the third point and it will affect the resistance of the other one, which means you can turn it into a gate, a switch which you can turn on and off. And a switch which you can turn on and off electronically is order of magnitudes faster than a switch you can turn on and off uh, electromechanically, like with the Conrad well, have you seen computers the gate used...
0: It's an old 80s no. horror film well, about that... some kids that find a gate to hell in their back garden.
1: Well, that's nice. Or in this case, uh, a gate as being like, a, like telephone relays, which were used in early computers and then there was there were computers which used uh, valves uh, um to do the switching but they're they're unreliable because they overheat and then they break down and then you've got to go and send a woman in a bikini to go and fix it because like the women in bletchley park would often just be uh, in bikinis because it was so hot in the room um which is something you don't get with modern electronics unfortunately so we've lost a lot of humanity in that yeah What I'm saying is, is that advanced electronics was found in the Roswell UFO crash. And the first part of that was silicon doping. And the way it was explained in various lectures, which I've been looking at, is they're saying that researchers at first didn't understand how they weren't able to replicate the results. What? Because they didn't have access to the Roswell UFO. And then they discovered that the uh, the samples they had had impurities on them, sometimes as low as one in one billion, and that's enough to cause it to be a semiconductor. Well, that's interesting. How do you do one in one billion thing? You use something called an ion gun, where you you have to use a particle accelerator to, to do it, and uh, it's it's basically a. A whole new technology, which didn't exist previously, which contradicts the, all the conventional wisdom of, of chemistry, had to be invented to do modern integrated circuits. But this is this is not what I'm trying to... I'm trying to make a point about designing a printed circuit. So if you're doing a printed circuit board, you can, pro- you can spend weeks on it, actually, if you're trying to optimise the paths and you're going, oh, actually, you know, this path would be a bit better. How do you do that? in the case of like a 486 where you've got a million transistors uh, and then you've got to do all the links between those transistors, then you've got to do all the other components like um, diodes and resistors and there's even capacitors in the ICs as well. How do you do all that? I mean, what do do you get like a team of like a million men who are each spending an hour doing it? Well, then how do you coordinate all those men? You don't. You have artificial intelligence design it for you. I was going to say, oh, well, that's very simple. No, it's not very simple. There's no simple way to have an artificial intelligence which goes, here's how to place all 1 million transistors in the silicon wafer with all the lines that work. And this is the most optimal path to get like the processor bit going towards the memory, which um, you'll have... uh, very fast memory integrated into the processor itself. And here's how to, like, do pathing for the interface, which then goes on to the motherboard to the rest of the computer. So AI systems do that. And I had a, a friend who who was a choir, um, very unusual as well. He, he was really abused as a kid, but very smart, and was into uh, circuit design, but actually, like, designing integrated circuits. I, I lost uh, I. I fell out with him because he was trying to tell me like uh, stuff which he was doing. But he says, Oh, I can't say what we're doing, but we're doing a revolutionary new type of processor. But I have all these I- NDAs. And I'm like, Mate, you're basically cock teasing me there. So I tried to get him to talk about other subjects. I says, How do you design this for you if it's got like millions? He says, Oh, it's not millions, it's billions of transistors now. So how do you design that then? Oh, we don't. The AI does it. Oh, can you tell me more about the AI? Ah. Uh, Uh, Actually, no, um, forget I said that. And it's like, well, mate, I could have inferred that it was an AI system. So what you're trying to tell me is not really classified, but it is kind of classified because no one really talks about this stuff. And then uh, it's, it's just, oh, that was so frustrating because I really wanted to know more about it. I really wanted to know, like, when was this first AI system done? But then that's when you get into like questions of military technology, and, and it's all classified. So uh, I do wonder about him and the circumstances of it. I just think it was. So was it like was the being molested like the reason you got into all this like secret technology, and you've got access to stuff which most people don't have, or or was that just an unfortunate coincidence? I don't know. I'm I'm trying not to think too much about it actually now because it's quite upsetting. Um this is the thing, we, we have all these systems in place which we don't really talk about. And when people like sort of the skeptics will say, Oh, there's no such thing as ghosts and goblins and, and fairies and djinn, it's all human and it's like but we can objectively say like these systems are intelligent and they're not human ah yeah but is that really intelligent well i don't know it's a fairy really intelligent because it seems to act in a way which to me would i would describe as intelligence is it self-aware i don't know if it's self-aware i mean i don't know if these systems are self-aware does does like does intelligence and self-awareness are they mutually exclusive i wouldn't say they are and I think it's a very, very spooky thing. And I would like more people to discuss it. And I would like them to take to heart what I have said today and then go, ah, yes, here's a bit of knowledge I have which corroborates what you've just said, Hobbit. So that's it, really. I've done it. It didn't even take me an hour to get through all of this. Oh, Hobbit. How's about that, Hemi? That's, that's good, bad. isn't it?
0: That's not bad. So are we are going to talk yeah. some more about the gins as we've started talking about the gin.
1: Well, I mean, gin and fairy and all that. I mean, is there any stories that uh, the Celts had about like trapping fairies in a uh, in the prism? Because it, there is evidence to suggest that the Celts had uh, optics, and I'm not talking oh, about like awesome. uh, what you the know. Uh,
0: so, planet sun day Sunday, angel that monitors the mm. social afrit, Hebrew Arabic Hebrew equivalent Raphael. So thought, Raphael's common name in uh, in 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 Islam is Al Mud Mud Hud Hab habab. Al Mud Huds. Or Al Mud Hab. Kebab, innit? Oh,
1: yeah. it oh you make... know what? I'm I'm baking some a cheese and onion loaf and it's just getting to the bit where it's baking now and it's making me so hungry for kebab. Mm. Oh kebab, innit?
0: Kebab, kebab innit, mate.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm making a sausage casserole as well. Yeah, yeah. So I'm hoping by the time we get this done, I'll be able to dip some bread into the casserole. So I've got to you give want it to do a stir. Now, as you want to do well.
0: some uh, unexplained pastries.
1: Well, I, I think we talking about the gin is a pretty interesting thing. Ah, no, that was it. Uh, Celts, uh They had um, lenses uh, way back when, thousands of years ago. Because they're going, oh yeah, this is an interesting article. Oh artifact. shit, yeah, no, this- I had
0: that article, didn't I, with the different things. Where is it?
1: The concave the concave shaped uh, um, uh, uh, gems, which they have. But it's like, ah, uh, they can't be used as optics because they're translucent. It's like, maybe they're translucent because after thousands of years, you get imperfections in them. Hmm. And maybe, just maybe, if you gave them a bit of a polish, you'd find that Oh, look, this is optical-grade lenses. So It's in stuff we could use
0: Ten evidences, well, it's going to be nine now because we've already discussed one. Ten evidences to prove the alien technology reverse-engineering thing is real. Uh, So what do you know about titanium, Hobbit? Uh,
1: It's very difficult to weld to. Uh,
0: So titanium was discovered in 1791, but it was only after 1950 that it started being used for military aviation processes. For the making of it at incredible speeds. What's that?
1: Uh w- was like the mineral called Wolframite? I don't know.
0: It didn't say it, it, it right. it's not It's not the most well well researched um article this. Um mm. So, fibre optics. Uh, The commercial and military application of fibre optic was not understood until 1958, albeit the fact that it was first demonstrated by Swiss scientists Daniel Culloden and Jack Babinet more than than 100 years before in the 1840s, it.
1: Yeah, because Alexander Graham Bell, even he said that fibre optics would be superior for copper for for voice transmission. Yeah. So... uh, it, it, way back in the beginning of telephony, they understood that it's just like, how do you make really pure glass uh, that's flexible? Uh,
0: how about this one then? Uh, while bulletproof vests were in use even in World War Two, the quality of vests shot up suddenly during the Korean War that happened in 1950.
1: Hmm. Ah, oh, you know what that's about? Are they talking about Kevlar? Do they mention Kevlar specifically? They didn't
0: mention it. That's literally it. That's everything. I'm reading out everything that they mention
1: Oh, uh, actually, no, sorry, not Kevlar. I'm getting it mixed up with something else um, because uh, uh, my, my dad was telling me the way carbon fiber was discovered is there was a fire in a warehouse owned by DuPont. Yeah. And uh, the when investigating the fire, they said actually, you know what, don't, uh, don't get rid of the, um, d- don't, don't dispose of this, keep it, and we'll analyze it. And it turned out the fire, um, what did the fire tell them? The, fi- the fire was of n- nylon turned into carbon fiber. That's it. I wanted to mention, in addition to all the spooky electronic stuff, and you're talking about titanium, titanium is difficult to weld. But it is possible to weld like one metal to another metal. But one of the things that certainly cannot be welded is metals to to non-metallic things. Uh, so it is possible to weld like uh, doped silicon to, uh, to to steel the aluminium. Well, interdimensional
0: lizard says these days bulletproof vests are made of car- carbon nanotubes.
1: Yep. Uh, which again is one of those things where the exp- uh, freaking laser
0: beams, uh, Hobbit. Laser lasers are an indispensable part of UFOs, and it was not before 1960 that humans could build something like it, irrespective of the fact that Albert Einstein had established the theoretical foundation of building laser beams. They needed some practical examples to copy from. It seems. he
1: did. Nope, that's lies. Yeah, that's big fat lies. That is. Albert Einstein didn't invent anything and all he, and all he thought is just like, how do I change this enough so that the person that came up with the patent I've just stole yeah. can't say Albert Einstein, what works at the Swiss patent office, stole my patent, you fucking hack. Fuck you.
0: The night vision camera? Fucking right in the person. The night vision camera? Did you buy that one? Yeah. Uh, the concept of night uh, vision the Germans devices are t- allegedly influenced by the Roswell UFO that had windows through which the borders could see outside at night without the use of any additional light source.
1: Except the Germans did have night vision in uh, uh, the uh, World War Two, But mind you, the Germans had some interesting... Uh, um, ufo technology as well the soviets, Perhaps had, they were trying to the soviets
0: had some mint cameras didn't they in world war Two? i mean because we watched that watch that documentary film uh, uh frankenstein's army didn't we have
1: yeah it was incredible <laughs> uh let's see if i can remember his name because i thought as we're doing a thing about um about uh 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 as we're doing something about um, electronics and stuff like that, mm. I think it'd be remiss not to talk about John Hutchinson. You ever heard of John Hutchinson?
0: No. Anyway, back to back to kind of like things that spook me. I don't know why, but um, number stations really fucking freak me out. They like make the hairs on the back of my neck stand up. They really, really fucking freak me out.
1: It's why I kind of wish that you'd have my, my song as an intro and then Zero's thing as an outro. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't have to listen to spooky number stations over and over again. Yeah,
0: yeah. Some of that is the number station, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Germans but also John invented
1: Huff- the Huff- helicopter.
0: Huff- Germans didn't invent the helicopter. It was the Italians.
1: Uh, Leonardo da Vinci uh, did, did a lot of stuff, but he was, he was a weird <laughs> bloke, was that da Vinci. But is, so here's a thing right so um john hutchinson so
0: by a saying that um used the americans used in korea korea did they use the huey did they in korea or that was vietnam weren't it the huey
1: so john hutchinson he's a canadian inventor and he's an electrician and he yeah. invented anti-gravity but more important than anti-gravity because you know who cares about anti-gravity he also invented a way of welding non-weldable materials together, and that is what I find most fascinating like about him. So well it is magic, but he did it. So no, I don't want to know about anti-gravity. How does it work? Application use of anti-gravity. How does it artificial work? Artificial I don't gravity. know, but
0: it does. As Vic and Bob yeah. would say.
1: What I want to know is if I can find um where is it vibration physics? What is gravity? Well, just see if I can find say, If I type in John Hutchinson welding, John Hutchinson, and hopefully nobody will like, yeah, hello, my name's John Hutchinson. I do welding. I don't want to know anti gravity. No. John Hutchinson. Oh, interdimensional um, lizard David says John the hollow
0: corpter, maybe. You'd <laughs> see what he did there. He Germanized it.
1: John Hutchinson welding wood to steel let's see if i can find that welding and fabrication no unfortunately you try and you try and like type in john hutcherson welding it's just a bunch of people that are welders mm. uh so unfortunately um the, there's a website called anti-gravity technology and it features yeah. John Hutchinson quite quite uh, uh, prominently. What I want to find about that, which I find fascinating, is there's videos showing him welding um, steel, glass, wood, plastics all together. Mm. And it wasn't hot weld either, so the plastics in the wood weren't burning. Mm. And I want to know more about that. What's he done there? And this is one of those things which I think it's one of those pieces of technology... And really, it gets into the question of technology in general. Where uh, where does it come from? And if it's anything like uh, um, what How I've
0: experienced,
1: well, if it's anything like the, the the experiences which I've had, where I've I've come across ideas, and or I've done um, I've done a, a, a composition, and I've played it, and then I've gone. All right, where the hell did that come from? Because that didn't come from me. I wasn't thinking. Have you that.
0: ever read that? Have you read so, the Dark Half by Stephen King? Hubert?
1: No, I don't read oh, Stephen that, King. That Brooks. covers
0: a that covers a similar thing where um, where the guy he um, goes into these really dark moods and becomes really strange whenever he writes a book. Um this is so his pen name's George Stark. So basically the dude stops writing these like horrific fucking crime stories under the name George Stark. And then George Stark becomes like becomes a person he comes to life.
1: Ah, okay. Yeah, because I think um what's his name? Alan Moore had a similar thing where he had this character which he wrote in a book and he kept seeing the character in real life. Yeah. Um and it's just like, but you're not real. And he says, yes, I am. You're talking to me now.
0: Didn't, uh, uh, I think, uh, what's his name? It's a very similar, uh, Grant Morrison had a very similar experience, didn't he?
1: Yeah. Well, th- this is the, what I want to say about technology. When it's like, when I say the, the spooky, weird things, which shouldn't really exist, and yet somehow they do, it's a case, it's just like with um, with songs, with technology... And so my dad says that they they were reverse engineer from the Roswell crash. And I was like, okay. But then you've got like other sort of technology, like for example, the television. And that's made by the Golden Door. Like the first ray Radio television, because John Logie Baird, um, he, he did like a television, which was a televisor. Um but the actual uh, cathode ray tube television that wasn't done because they were like, oh, you know what? It'd be really good if we could get like theatre plays beamed into people's houses. No, because people were just like, I'll just go to the theatre to see that. Why do I want to see it on on the on the screen the size of a postage stamp and it's got re- and it hasn't even got sound? Why would I want to do that? So that wasn't the idea behind it. The idea behind it was just like, uh, hey, uh, we can use these materials to do scrying. And it'll work way better than the crystal ball because we can amplify it using these electronics. So the initial application for electronics, especially in the case of like the Golden Dawn Society, is like it's literally like yeah, we're using these, um, we're using this amplification and all that sort of stuff to scry into the etheric world to see what what lies beyond the, the, the realms of human perception. It there's there's nothing mundane about television. It's been made mundane with television programming, but it ain't a mundane thing. So there's just there's all this stuff which we take for granted and we use every day, like uh, the microphone I'm talking on to, which is plugged into my computer, which then uses um, uh, a telephone line to get to the rest of the world and so on and so forth. Mm. The whole world we're living on is very, is it's a very, I want to say it's demonic, but maybe there's a better term to use for it. I can't think of a better term to use for it, but I'm sure there is a better term. Come on, brain, is there a better term to use it? Yeah, there we go. Non-corporeal intelligences. There we go. We've got a world full of non-corporeal intelligences. Maybe there was a brief time in the 19th century, uh, 18th and 19th century, where humanity managed to like uh, get away from these spirits and were just con- concerned with affairs of, of hu- humanity. But now it's not like that. It's, uh, we're getting back into it and it's being amplified because these electronics are amplifying these intelligences. And I think within my lifetime at least, we all live to see that people say, oh, yeah, you know, these demons are real and we've been communicating with them with Large Hadron Collider. But demons is such a slur. They prefer to be called non-corporeal entities. Because that's what they'll be doing. I mean, it's like, are oh, you not allowed to call them cripples. You have to call them spastics. Are oh, you not allowed to call them spastics. You have to call them mencap. I think it'll be the same thing with demons. I think I think there'll be like a PR campaign to say, oh, maybe demons aren't that bad. Yes, yes, they, they do like to uh cause pain and suffering to people, but is it any different to our fox like plays with a rabbit prior to eating it? So unfortunately I can't find any information about uh John Hutchinson and what he done did with the welding. But there's plenty of stuff about him uh doing levitation of objects and oh here we go so i've posted a link into the chat and i'm hoping people can still hear me because uh yeah i can still hear you uh, uh, okay there we go yeah i I didn't get the sort of visual feedback i do with the other program um as to where it works but i'm reading a thing here and this is antigravity technology.net john hutchinson um What am I looking here? Uh, The effects... Ah, here we go. So the Hutchinson effect, which is the the term applied to his brand of anti-gravity. The Hutchinson effect is what happens when John turns on some of his machinery. He creates radio wave interferences in the zone of spatial volume encompassed by high-voltage sources, usually a Van de Graaff generator, and two or more Tesla coils. The effects produced include levitation of heavy objects, fusion of dissimilar materials such as metal and wood exactly as portrayed in the movie the philadelphia experiment ah the anomalous heating of metals without burning adjacent material spontaneous fracturing of metals which separate by sliding in a sideways fashion and both temporary and permanent changes in the crystalline structure and physical properties of metals the limitation of heavy objects by the hutchinson effect is not the result of simple electrostatic electromagnetic levitation. And that's it. I, I was trying to find, like, yeah, John Hutchinson is able to weld plastics, woods, and glass and metals together. And so they're saying it's exactly as depicted in the Philadelphia experiment. And I can smell my sausage casserole. It smells delicious. I <laughs> finally chopped up some garlic, put it in there, put some ginger. Oh, it's the beans. Bell
0: H-13 for Korea. looks quite a bit like the uh, German helicopter.
1: What about D-Glock? I mean, that was the the, the, before the Germans did conventional VTOL. They had like the uh, vertical takeoff and landing thingy, which was uh, quite unusual.
0: Well, they had like the B two thing, didn't they? uh,
1: Oh, the B two was a USAF. Oh fuck, you You might be right. You know. Yeah. Uh,
0: The in nineteen forty seven, the US Army ordered the improved Bell Model forty seven A. it. Hmm.
1: 1947, it, very so busy year. I, so the thing is, John Hutchinson, I don't know how old he is, but he wouldn't have been serving in uh, the Philadelphia um, Destroyer. So, But does he have anybody related to their family? I'm not sure. However, I'm looking at one photograph of him here, and he's in a ship, and he's got one of those old sort of telegraphed uh, speed, uh, you, you know, that telegraph speed dial, like if you're watching uh, something like uh, Tintin, where they show the captain and he's he's going for like head slow or head full, and then it's got linkages which send it to the boiler room so that the uh, engineer can see what speed the captain's requested. So maybe John Hutchinson has got some um, uh, naval uh, affiliations. He lives in Vancouver, which is in British Columbia. Um... So, uh, and of course, these are on on Google Video, which no longer exists anymore. Uh, hey, Toppy's in. Toppy's back. Listen so to I, d- I didn't know I didn't know that. Well, welcome back, Topcat. By the way, we we've been talking. We've d- I've done my bit about electronics, and now I'm talking about John Hutchinson. Yeah, because there was a thing like talking with the Philadelphia experiment where they're like soldiers, soldiers, sailors halfway through decks. And it uh, was the Philadelphia together?
0: experiment. Maybe that
1: might
0: tie into this stuff.
1: I don't know. I really don't know. But they're saying it's based on Nikola Tesla's technology. But well, I'm wondering if Nikola Tesla was reverse engine technology like all this other stuff. And then I'm thinking to myself, well, Okay, reverse engineering is when you actually got hold of something. But well, what do you call it when you've you've had an epileptic fit? Oh, nineteen forty-three.
0: Maybe that's why it went okay. wrong. Maybe maybe they perfected it after.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing. I mean, John Hutchinson hasn't managed to weld his hand into a, a slab of uh, steel. So um, you know he's he, he he's no he knows what he's doing, but he hasn't been killed. Actually, can I find any news about John? Do you Hutchinson? know what unified field theory? Actually, is Hubbard? Can you explain it? Or um, it doesn't exist. I mean, they 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 try and do it, but it's it's not. Let's see, John Hutchinson. let gravity. Let's see if I can find any news about John Hutchinson. John Hutchinson effect. Hutchinson effect dot com. Um, anti gravity and free energy. The uncut laboratory test video. What's this? The, the uncut gravity effect video, Hutchinson effect. Oh, that website doesn't exist anymore. No, I can't seem to find anything about John Hutchinson, so I would like to know what, what's happened to him because he was around in the early 2000s, um, and I remember watching his videos with interest, and I'm thinking, great, okay, how do I build my own uh, anti-gravity machine? Because uh, this this is interesting. And I really, really want to stir my casserole. Do you want to talk about John Hutchinson for a bit? I've given you I don't links and anything in the about chat.
0: John Hutchinson. That's why I'm silent now, i be I'll
1: be I'll be chiming oh, okay. in if I knew anything. Oh, fair enough. Well, yeah, because I'm thinking to myself, this is another the other bit about spooky electronics, and I thought it would tie into it because silicon doping and this idea that you're using an ion gun, which is literally pew-pew lasers. To um, fire a, a tiny amount of impurities into a, a molten silicon crystal—I mean, uh, it's it's spooky stuff—and I'm not really. Not spooky hungry. as what I've
0: just seen in the Telegram: uh, a guy in a gas What's mask that? playing an accordion in somebody's fridge.
1: Uh, that sounds very Russian. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so the yeah, Phil-
0: mate, Do you want to talk um, about the Philadelphia? Um, experiment you
1: want to talk about the Philadelphia experiment now people have been welded into like walls and stuff and things have gone awry yeah yeah So, and that'll the... give me a chance to go and bugger off for like a couple of minutes
0: alright then so the Philadelphia experiment for those that don't know um, I mean, was... the Philadelphia experiment is an alleged military experiment supposed to been carried out by the US Navy at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard in Philadelphia Pennsylvania United States sometime around October the 28th 1943 the destroyer escort, the USS Eldridge, was claimed to have been rendered invisible or cloaked to enemy enemy devices. Uh, the story first appeared in 1955 in letters of unknown origin sent, sent to UFO writer Morris K. Jessup. It is widely understood to be a hoax. The US Navy maintains that no such experiment was ever conducted and that the details of the story contradict well-established facts about the USS Eldridge. Eldridge, and the alleged claims do not conform to known physical laws. So, if the US Navy say it never occurred, it never occurred, right? Right, chat? Uh, Anyway, where was I? Um, So, the origin of the story. 1955 UFO uh, researcher Morris K. Jessup, the author of the just-published book The Case for the UFO, About you, about unidentified flying objects, and the exotic means of propulsion they might use. Received two letters from Carlos Miguel Allende, who also identified himself as Carl M. Allen in another correspondence, who claimed to have witnessed the secret World War II experiment at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. In this experiment, Allende. Claimed the destroyer escort the USS Eldridge was rendered invisible, teleported to New York, teleported to another dimension where it counted aliens, and teleported through time, resulting in the deaths of several sailors, some of whom were fused with the ship's hull. Jessup dismissed Aland as a as a as a crackpot. In early 1957, Jessup was contact, contacted by the o- Office of Naval, Naval Research, or the ONR, in Washington, D.C., who had received a parcel containing a paperback bo- bo- copy of the case for the UFO in a manila envelope asked, marked Happy Easter. The book had been extensively annotated in its margins, written with three different shades of pink ink, appearing to de- detail a correspondence amongst three individuals, only one of whom is given a name, Jemmy. The O.N.R. labelled the other two Mr. A and Mr. B. The annotators referred to each other as gypsies and discussed discussed two different types of people living in outer space. Their texts contain non-standard use of capitalisation and punctuation, sounds like the Brute's diaries, and detailed a lengthy discussion of the merits of various elements of Jessop's assumptions in the book. There are oblique references to the Philadelphia experiment. One example is that Mr. B reassures his fellow annotators who have highly s- highlighted a certain theory which Stuart Jessup advanced. Based on the handwriting style and subject matter, Jessup concluded a large part of the writing was Holandaise. The others have the same conclusion that the three styles of annotations are from the same person using three pens. Jessup tried to publish more books on the subjects of UFOs, but was unsuccessful. Losing his publisher and experiencing a succession of downturns in his personal life led him to take his own life in Florida on April 30th, 1959. My God, I could, could really do with Hobbit right now. Uh. So, what we got in here... Uh, what the hell? Um, yeah, I'm not mentioning any of that. Tester coils or testicles? I'm not quite sure, mate. Um, I'll beat, come back to me, I'll bet. Uh, so anyway, uh, so what do you guys think to so that? Uh, so it says here that, that the dude was on to absolutely nothing, but... Lost his publisher and took his own life in April 30th, 1959. Hmm. Coincidence there, isn't it? Uh, In 1963, Vincent Gaddis published a book of Fortiana called uh, Invisible Horizons. Remember that 14 words is named after the writings of Charles Fort. And that's uh, just so you know, guys. Uh, so, Zoroastrian magic is interesting. Gin in the chips, cool notion. Uh, worldwide shortage of chips at the moment. Yeah, that's... Uh, I'll ask Hobbit about that when he comes back. Uh, so anyway, he 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 did a book called called the Invisible Horizons, True Mysteries of the Sea. In it, in it, he recounted the story of the experiment from the Varro annotations. George E. Simpson and Neil Arberger pushed... Put it, Published a 1978 novel titled Thin Air. In this book, the president that in Setting the President Day, a naval investigative service officer reveals several threads, investigates several threads linking wartime invisibility experiments to a conspiracy involving matter transmission technology. The large-scale population of the story came out in 1979 when uh author Charles Berlitz, who had written a best-selling book on the Bermuda Triangle, and his Co-author, ufologist uh, William L. Moore published the Philadelphia Experiment, Project Invisibility, which purported to be a factual account. The book expanded on stories of bizarre happenings and lost unified field theories by Albert Einstein and government cover-ups, all based on the Allen Allende-Allen letters to GSUP. Warren Burlitz devoted one of the last chapters in the Philadelphia Experiment Project Invisibility to the force fields of Townsend Brown, namely the experimenter and then US Navy technician Thomas Townsend Brown. Paul book, 2008 book, Secrets of Anti-Gravity Propulsion, also recounts some mysterious involvement of Townsend Brown. Are you back, Hobbit? Not yet. The story adapted into nineteen nearly. uh, Nearly. The story was adapted into a 1984 time travel film called The Philadelphia Experiment. Oh, Nancy Allen from Robocop's in that, by the way. Directed by Stuart Raffle. Although only loosely based on the prior accounts of the experiment, it served to dramatise core elements of the original story. I think it's some, like, love story anyway, isn't it? In 1990, Alfred Bielek. Oh, Al belek he's he's a fucking character. We need to do one on him. I think we spoke about Didn't we do a time travel episode, Hobbit?
1: Uh, 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 I don't remember. Have we talked
0: about 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 Al Or did we talk about Al with Brutus? I can't remember. Because Brutus didn't know any of this, did he, about the Philadelphia experiment? Oh, what do you think to... uh, Have you been listening the whole time?
1: No, I've I've been away um, stirring the pot and... Oh, uh, so what do you think to the story? What do you think to the story?
0: Oh, no, no, I'll fucking copy and paste it so you can read it. Um, uh, I'll stick it in... uh, Oh, this fucking thing, it's not really... I want a fucking post. Oh, you're going to paste
1: it in Gilded?
0: Yeah, but it fucking won't let
1: me. Oh, I don't, I don't know how it works. It's not the same as Discord, is it? Yeah, I don't know how it works, but it does. We need to figure it out. Yeah. Just like, I don't know how electronics works, and I don't know if the AI programs the chips to follow all the correct paths, but they do somehow.
0: Yeah, uh, I've put it in resources. Um, it's the Philadelphia Experiment. Uh thingy jiggy. Uh but well anyway, basically okay. what happens is the UFO researcher researches about UFOs, gets some uh correspondence from a guy called uh Alende uh, or or Carl M. Allen as he calls himself. Um obviously the the UFO report is on nothing but loses his publisher and and then kills himself. But oh, yeah, just that's remember normal. But just yeah, remember yeah. Hobbit, he's onto absolutely nothing. That's why he lost his publisher and yeah. then killed himself.
1: Yeah, he's he's on to he's on to nothing. The the suicide, you know, it's just just coincidence because that's that's what people do happen, especially yeah. when they've got evidence that will lead to the arrest of Hillary Clinton. They commit suicide.
0: Yeah. Uh, this, <laughs> JD says this stream's been bad for my schizophrenia. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But has it been good for your understanding of electronics and like? <laughs> I don't. I, I mean, the thing is, I say this and like full well, like okay. So the music I make, uh, some people describe it as dark and spooky. It's not all dark and spooky. Some of it's quite nice, and uh, it's. Well, we're talking made to you on full technology well now, aren't we? It, it brings people together. But what I'm what I'm saying here is, I know full well, like. The music I make wouldn't be possible without these electronics, which has got it's full of these little chips what do all this strange stuff now. But that said, there are uh, analog synthesizers which use valves, they probably still use integrated circuits in them because, um, like, uh, it, it's very easy just to use a timing chip. And I, I got curious about this. I said, well, I asked somebody, I said, How does um. Because when you when you hit a, a key, it's velocity sensitive. How does it know when I've tapped it a little bit or tapped it like a lot? And the answer is, it's usually two or more switches. And there's a timer circuit, and it's saying like, okay, the time between you touching that switch first and then touching the second switch was this many uh, fractions of a second, and therefore I say you've done a shot, you've done a slow press. So I'm going to say that's a quiet note. As opposed to if you hit the key really quickly, the time between hitting the first switch and the second switch is very little. And then it goes, okay, the time was a much smaller fraction of a second, therefore it's going to be a loud note. And um, you use, I mean, uh, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is a 555 timer chip. And uh, you'd have a, a quartz oscillator crystal uh, wind that not not the same oscillator used for making all the sounds but a different quartz oscillator which gives you a steady tone and that steady tone would just say that okay it took this many millionths of uh, reverberation to do that and this many yeah so none of these things all the timing which is used to synchronize communications wouldn't be possible without vibrating quartz crystals hey that's a thing um Oh, uh, Interdimensional Lizard says, your music equipment ever done anything spooky, phantom sounds, etc. Yes and no. Um, you can use a, a filter to to do... Um, you, you've got resonance in your filter. And what would really help right now is if I had it plugged in and I could give a demonstration. But if you turn the resonance up high enough, the filter starts to self-oscillate. You don't need to put any input into it. And... <laughs> One of my favourite, absolute favourite songs, what I ever done ever, was called an avalanche of sand, which I'm unable to reproduce now because for whatever reason my computer's too noisy. Oh, so hobbit. I can't has your
0: music it. equipment ever done anything spooky, phantom sounds, etc.?
1: That's what I'm just responding to at this moment. Oh, sorry, Hobbit. Yes. Yeah. So I was reading no, I think other stuff. I was to...
0: waiting. I was waiting to get back into the. Uh, I was waiting to get back. You need into to.
1: The... You need to. Apologise to the audience for interrupting me <laughs> as I'm answering the question you just asked. I'm just, I'm just <laughs> itching to
0: get back into the Philadelphia experiment. I, I want to hear your thoughts on it.
1: Hey, look at that. He says, heavy hobbit just fecking around, bit pissed. I'll have you know, I'm drinking the council pop today, or as the Zoomers call it, sissy juice, because there's something in the water that turns the freaking frogs gay. Uh, hopping hair, hobbit. One more second bottle. Hopping hopping hair. I'm gonna have I've, got, got, I've got to get drunk, so I've got
0: to deal with Gobinson and PPP in a bit. So, oh yeah,
1: there is that. Yeah, um, I don't know much about the Philadelphia experiment because. Uh, uh, do, you to, do you want to hear uh, the, the, swamp, the, uh, point... the
0: swamp gas over Venus ge- ex- exp- uh, So you um, you don't know enough to go. This is bollocks, or this is truth.
1: What Philadelphia experiment? Yeah. All I know is that the same things depicted in the Philadelphia experiment. Uh, John Hutchinson's done in a much more controlled fashion and that's like really, really um what, so do you, the, uh,
0: do you want to hear the uh do the uh swamp gas over Venus have it?
1: Oh go on then what does Snope say? You,
0: uh... <laughs> the personnel at the Fourth <laughs> Naval District have suggested that the alleged ele- 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 alleged event was a misunderstanding of routine research during World War II at the Philadelphia Naval Shipyard. An earlier theory was that the foundation for the apocryphal stories arose from de experiments which have the effect of making a ship undetectable or invisible to magnetic minds. Do you know what de is and do you know what...
1: Yes, I do, and that's a load of bollocks. it is possible to do that. So, do you remember in the before time when we had CAFO ray tube tellies and monitors and all that? And when you yeah, turn you them could... on, they go bong. Yeah. And then the image would go all honey until it clicked into place. Yeah. So, what was causing it to go bong was these great big degaussing coils. And uh, Gaussians is something to measure magnetic strength. And when you degauss something, it's because occasionally the electron guns would go out of whack. So, when you degauss it, you've basically reset and recalibrated the electron guns. And that's why it's a. So this idea so that you... oh yeah we just we yeah we're gonna de-gorse an entire fucking destroyer so that yeah. the magnets don't touch it. That's not how. That's not how oh. a steel hull works. F- you can't we, just. But we don't know how magnets it. work, do we? Yeah, like but the other thing how is they like. Work? If- so you're, you're telling me you're like, oh, yeah, we just do this bong. We have these great big coils around around the ship, and then it gets degaussed, and then it's good to go. Yeah, yeah, for about, like, five seconds, and then it's like... So you're telling me you, you've got, like, sea mines, which are, like, in five seconds travel for when the destroyer is. I yeah. think you've got other problems beyond degaussing <laughs> the, the ship's
0: hull. <laughs> okay, then, another, hey, poss- into- another possible origin of the story Wait, wait,
1: wait, 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 wait. wait. I've oh, got I'll to answer them. the chat because uh, yeah. he, uh, uh just got into something really important here. He says, I coincidentally, I just learned the word degorsing for the first time today in a rerun of a countdown episode. I last night was watching Red Dwarf. Hello, Stash. Um, I was oh, re- uh, Clown X, uh, yeah. Hey, well, we don't um, know, Stashes. yeah, clown, clown X. X. Yeah. Oh, well, sorry, no, I'm just talking about my drug stash where I keep mm. my friends mm. now. Um, What's up? Was re watching an episode of uh uh the b- 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 uh, red dwarf. No, it wasn't an episode, it was a deleted scene. It's the one where they find this stasis pocket and they go back in time. And when they Is go that, back that in time, the two? sign on uh, yeah, the sign on the poster says uh, 2077. And I was hmm. like, ah, oh, yeah, it's, it's quite prominent at the moment, 2077. What with hmm. Cyber Willy Simulator 2077 so uh yeah 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 it is yeah. spooky it's very spooky i mean there's no such thing as coincidences so i don't believe in coincidence we we see all these numbers and they're there for a reason and i think this world if we could understand it well things would be quite boring so it's a good thing we don't Well, it's a lot more interesting and it's anything but mundane well i i've got, I've I like got, a, I've got a book
0: on uh graffiti and there's a lot of, and there's a lot of wisdom in it and uh one of the graffiti's was: "If the human brain was so simple, we could understand it. We'd be so stupid we couldn't."
1: <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I
0: think. It's... Right? Are you ready for some more swamp gas? Swamp gas over over Venus. Over what is the uh, what the.
1: Oh boy, am I! And you yeah. know what I'm also ready for is um, fixing. So you our guests, Another uh, possible origin
0: me. of the stories about levitation, teleportation, and effects on human crew My jury might be attributed to experiments with the generating plant of the destroyer USS Timmerman, whereby a higher frequency generator produced corona discharges. Although none of the crew reported suffering effects
1: from the experiment. John Turley says, I bumped into my mate in Scotland. That was a coincidence. No, it wasn't. It was meant to be. Here's yeah. an example, right? My granddad, bless him, he, he's he's going senile. Well, he, actually, no, he, he is senile. He, he, um, but anyway, it's, uh, he was at the destination of senility. And also, he was saying to me, oh, you know, I'm, I'm this, I'm that, and uh, I'm the only one left on my family. I was like, what are you talking about? you still got your wife, your kids, and your grandson. I was like, oh, yeah, but no, from my generation. it's like... Well, um, according to your to your wife, my grandmother, uh, you've still got your younger brother. He's still alive, you know, the poet. Oh, oh, I didn't know he was alive. And I said, to him, "Why don't you ring him?" Oh no, no. Do you know his number? No. So I asked Granny. I said, "Do, do you know his brother's number?" No, I don't know it. I thought, oh well, that's a shame. Maybe you should talk to him before you die or before he dies. And then the no, very next week. His brother calls him. It's like, oh, yeah, just for some reason out of the blue, I felt like calling you. I was so like, how about no, the insistent, no. Hobbit? Um, so, uh, where was I next? I've uh, never met my great uncle, by the way, and he's so, not even met my father.
0: By the way, the Office of Naval Research, the ONR, said, the ONR has never conducted investigations on radar inv- invisibility, either in 1943 or at any other time, Hobbit. So yeah. that's, just, that's just so, 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 so yeah. that's just something that it's never occurred to the to the navy that uh, that they should maybe try and be invisible to radar. It's never ever occurred to the navy, not once.
1: Yeah, because as we all know, the, the navy, especially in World War One and Two, never did anything with like dazzle camouflage, <laughs> radar masking, radar deflecting. No, no, no. no the Office does, of Naval we, Research
0: we, we... has never conducted inves- investigations on radar invisibility. It's never occurred to them. So they've gone, these radars. Nah, not really worth worrying about. Like, that's the navy's. That's nah, what the navy's it's saying. fine, mate.
1: Yeah, now, we, we try to make our ships as noisy as possible. We want them to sharp like a fucking Belisha beacon on, on the radar. Yeah. And we paint them bright fucking orange so they glow in yeah. the dark. Don't care. Don't care. We've got big guns. Don't oh. matter. Oh, and also we have scoops. So that torpedoes, if they miss us, they get scooped up and go towards our hull. We try to do everything as possible to make our ships as easy to hit as possible. <laughs> we're the Navy. We we're fucking idiots. We are. Oh, yeah what's the no no in fact we've invented a system that makes us shine up more on radar yeah it's the
2: opposite of chaff <laughs> uh it just, can clown I, x make a comment i apologize
0: yeah god yeah. what do you think clown x you got Hello, hobbits
2: hobbits thesis i i'm totally going off to, to your other topic hobbits thesis on the possession of the the chips and the technology is interesting because they've yesterday there was news that there's a worldwide shortage of chips yep, in the materials and i just heard this other investor guy talking about how china is definitely buying up a lot of these precious metals that go into these numerous devices kind of cornering the market on it and and additionally i've noticed a thousand percent increase in people dabbling with occult grimoires and everything like on amazon like you can get a kindle uh, and you can talk to a djinn if you go for it it's weird i mean i've obviously read too much but it's like you can get a kindle of any of the it's like there's thousands of them you know yeah So it's like it's weird there's a lot of people messing about with it as you guys would say well i think
1: uh, us all being shut in under house arrest worldwide has let people go sort of more inwards and that will mean dabbling with the occult because hey you can't just get in the flight to um spain or canary islands or
2: what have you this is doubly interesting because if you fucked around with this kind of thing in the past and you had a book or an old book a way back okay that would be it but now you do it and you take your laptop around you take yourself around <laughs> and you're carrying that energy with you if you believe in this stuff you know it's kind of so they're I'm tracking not... you but you know it's weird. I'm not the
1: first person to say that the mobile phones are devil scrying screens because you, you've heard, you're familiar with the term black mirror. Yeah. Oh yeah. Or yeah. And, and, yeah. Yeah. And when when you turn your your phone off, you've got yourself a black mirror. It's something that you use to peer into for scrying purposes. And mm-hmm. uh, as as we we know from crystal balls and all this other thing, it doesn't just. It's not just you peering into it. It peers into you as well
2: that is creepy oh mm. right in other words whether it's off and on you've got your scrying stone with you every freaking moment <laughs> plus you infuse mm. it with energy
1: oh yeah, yeah right so all your attention's going to it I And mean, this is why i've always been interested in the olympics and world cup not because i find the events interesting although olympic dressage is beautiful i didn't even know it was possible those opening ceremonies
0: are a bit aren't they just a bit, just yeah. a bit, but um Is that what before you're say, I get Hobbit? talking
1: No, it's not. Um uh, that that sort of that that's like the the obvious um esoteric bit. I'm talking about the not so obvious esoteric bit. Um but I I I do wanna say Oh thank you for letting me know that's done. Appreciate it. So um yeah. Uh with the Olympics and the World Cup, you have most of the world's attention. All focused on their, the television sets, on the radio, and they're all focused on 22 men on the pitch. Well, 23 men, if you include the referee, but the referee's not human, is he? He's just a wanker. So uh, you got half of the world's attention, if not more than half the world's attention, focused all on like uh, these 22 men on the pitch. And uh, I like going into pubs, not to watch the event. I mean, I watch like uh, one which I don't care about, and I just watch the people there, and I watch the excitement and the tension is palpable. You can almost cut it with a knife; it's that thick, and uh, it is that. I think to is is a form of like flowing. Of energy and attention. The only reason I mention that is because Stash is saying that we've all got our attentions focused on uh, these uh, scrying black mirrors, which uh, when they're turned on with the screen is either on Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter 99% of the time. Mm. Mm.
2: And I guess magic is energy, so the more intent you get with it, the more power. So, you know, somebody who's ever controlling the networks and you know like the, these phones that you're talking about a lot of souls with intent and sometimes if you get a news story that triggers it all that info all that energy is going in a certain direction plus when you look at the way some people cannot take their eyes off them much you know
1: oh i mean for me it causes me physical pain to try and go to sleep without my my phone i because i i use it i put on the podcast i find uh tassob or trs 15 minutes of that works better than any um drugs to to get to sleep
0: yeah
1: um but like i actually get anxious I, there's been a few times where i'm just like come on let's pretend i'm a kid but in the Why before like, time oh my god and, uh, i haven't got my
0: i haven't got my uh i've not got a phone on me shit shit shit
1: don't you yeah, yeah, and that's it. I, I, I mean, I, I say, come on, let's pretend it, it's 1996 and I've got a book. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to have the light on. I'm going to read for a bit then I'm going to go to sleep. Let's do that. And I did that last year, actually. I, I got a book and I read it, a proper, like, paper book and I was reading it and... Uh, yeah, I've had, yeah to, I've had to force was, myself
0: to start reading books again. Not easy, is it? No. You do have to literally force yourself to start reading
1: God books John I'm surprised Hobbit hasn't gone off about dancing trees in Russia yet. Well, that's for the Tatari episode, and the cedars don't dance, they ring, they they give off a vibration which is quite audible, and can be heard from miles around, and it's to tell people living nearby harvest us now it's time. Ringing cedars of Russia!
0: Uh-huh. So what do you think to the uh, to the um... Philadelphia experiment, uh, Clown-X?
2: I think it's an, oh, oh that old school conspiracy theory. I, I it's, yeah. it's one of them that there's there's definitely so, something too, and it's hard to separate rumor from. Um, fiction, well, I was actually I, did, I didn't know, actually
0: know the timeline of it, but it turns out the first guy that uncovered it. Uh, was sent letters by this uh, by this Carl L- L- M. Allen guy. Um, tried to publish more books on UFOs. L- he lost his publisher and then topped himself on the, uh, in 1959. Four four years later, it, which it's just like it's odd, isn't it? And then the it's Navy. Connection. And then the Na- Navy's official statement is: is the Office of Naval Research has never conducted in- investigations on radar invisibility. Well, like they've never tried to, uh, like they've never, never ever tried to be invisible to radars. Okay, then you know I believe
2: you. Oh, right. (laughs) (laughs) Never ever have they they tried to be invisible to to radar. They downplay it to the public, but to the investors of um, those, you know, massive defense conglomerate, then they uh, then they try to play them up at defense shows and selling it. But then to the public, they try to you know say there's ufos and stuff then they downplay it if anybody complains about something that affects them and it, you're just like hobbit was saying to me a while ago that if you're shit out of luck if you're in the british american military you get the get the uh, vaccination so they it's like it's just molds to whatever it wants to be but i i've, I've found information like that when they apparently wrongly accused this um chinese the uh, scientists when they busted them way back under clinton and they were just they did release some things that they were working on anti-gravity stuff and and incredible mind control uh you know lasers and all this stuff so i mean that you know the the philadelphia experiment is one of those you know things with the b movie and the thing that they bring up on coast to coast and stuff but yeah i think you're right on there when you're saying oh we weren't working on this so it's it's weird they go back and forth when they need to justify budgets and they need to sell defense stocks but like again that's what Hub was saying the other day. if anybody gets in trouble with any of this stuff if anybody gets physically harmed then all of a sudden they're crazy you know they're able to do either thing you know like pump it up when they need to and then disgrace you when they need to <laughs> yeah exactly yeah i mean there, sorry, there's sorry. Yeah. I mean,
0: they they push they push stuff now that is conspiracy theory, and then they tell you it's not conspiracy theory, and then they tell you it's the truth, don't they? <laughs> it's just they go through all of the three yeah. ci- all of the cycles on it, don't they? Yeah,
2: they'll they'll brag about the efficiency of the new aircraft. Like a lot of them, I think JetBlue and some of those bought aircraft from Brazil, or recently Boeing just had trouble with the super sophisticated aircraft. But if you, as a citizen, go outside to a Western country you say, "I don't like," I believe what some people are saying about these so-called chemtrails, which is nothing but geoengineering, which is the correct word, which is on, which is on the Harvard website.
1: Yeah, and geoengineering, by the way, was done in Operation Popeye in Vietnam, where they used weather warfare to cause flooding in the Viet- Vietnamese jungles.
0: Oh yeah, oh, yeah. declassified improving a... right book? yeah yeah i found a book recently
2: but though. if you say i i think i'm i'm being affected by weather warfare or chemtrails or uh aerosolized metals that are hurting me and it's chemtrails. they'll attack you as a lunatic and all that but if you go to these huge institutions like mit or harvard or any of those things or the comparable ones that you guys got then they'll say they're working on it you know
1: well, i mean, say if, if i was to say that there are satellites in space and they can beam down a microwave beam into earth and the microwave beam is, is powerful enough to start forest fires or can even be used as more of a weapon and can be used to uh destroy uh, uh like military convoys or something and be like okay that's a bit science fiction but if you were to say Uh, the California wildfires are started by Jewish space lasers, then people are going to take the piss out of you. Just a reminder, chat. the reason we're talking about the Philadelphia experiment is because we're doing a thing about spooky electronics and uh, we can't do a thing about spooky electronics without talking about John Hutchinson and the experiments he's done into levitation and anti-gravity technology, which also involved the fusion of dissimilar metals or uh, dissimilar materials just like as the uh, reports are of the uh, Philadelphia experiment. And we're talking about that because I'm saying that a lot of this technology, especially the integrated circuit, was reverse engineered from the Roswell crash, which is something my dad taught me when I was six years old. I spoke with him recently and he says, yeah, that's still true.
2: Well, yeah, they just released that story yesterday, right? They're admitting it or they're starting to admit, right?
1: Oh, about the Roswell crowd. I didn't know this.
2: Yeah, they. I don't. It's weird. It's a. I should dig it up and throw it in the thing, but um. Oh, that's good bread. It, this is a. It's a. It, the the two definitely come together in the biographical sketch of uh, Parsons, because because you're talking about the occult and the technology. He he was a OTO, a known occultist, but he was also a legit. Rocket scientist. And,
1: well, uh, it's like I said, the, um, the 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 reason the cathode ray tube exists with televisions wasn't to broadcast uh, programming. It was done by the Mythic Golden Dawn Society, which I don't know what an, an occult society should be called, but if I'm going to call myself uh, Golden Dawn, that's probably an indicator of it. And they were using it to to do scrying.
2: Oh, like, a, a television for a scrying thing device. Oh yeah. Really?
1: Yeah, the cathode ray tube and the receiver technology or that, that was all built long before anybody thought, Hey, can we use this to transmit stuff to these, to these televisions?
2: Yeah, the, it's, it's, it's wild with the line of the occultist and the uh, scientist become often blurred. And sometimes I even wonder if they use that occult stuff as a cover. I don't know. You probably guys probably heard that Crowley was involved with the MI6, and they're yeah. coming out with that more and more.
0: Well, well, Crowley's. Um, I don't know what Jack Parsons was to Crowley, but Jack Parsons was uh, Jet Propulsion Lab- Laboratories, and uh, he was in yeah. with not only Crowley, but he was also in with um, with uh, oh, what's his name, Elron Hubbard, and they created the. Is it? Oh fuck! It's not the Moonchild, is it? Because that's the one that Crowley Moonchild. created. They created another one, didn't they? Just I don't what it is. Child.
2: Oh, Crowley was definitely seeking out the moon child, and um, mm. Marjorie Cameron and Parsons did go and copulate over at the university... um, uh, Not horoscope. The telescope at over there at Caltech. They were trying to make a moon child. I don't know if they had a kid, but he claims... Isn't, isn't that a working... supposed to be
0: Barbara Bush?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They've, they've said that Crowley is related to Barbara Bush, yeah. <laughs> well, that's
1: interesting. So it's I thought uh, Shakespeare's sister did a song called Moonchild, but King Crimson did a different song. Uh, so did um, uh, is, Iron Maiden did one called Moonchild as well. It was on the seventh son of the a moonchild in everyone. A little moon child, you're not the only one. I don't what know was a moon child all about? You've never heard Shakespeare's sister?
0: Yeah, I've heard Shakespeare's sister, but I've never
1: heard that song. Moon well, the, the Moonchild by Shakespeare's sister is a good song. Mm.
0: Uh, Moonchild by Iron Maiden's is a good mm. song. Seventh Son of a Seventh Son is a good album.
1: So I there's all if these if bands you, doing the song called a
0: Moonchild.
2: Sorry. Yeah, Barbara Bush.
0: Yeah, apparently. It was uh, Barbara oh, yeah. Bush.
2: Okay. She does look like him. <laughs>
0: Oh fuck! I, I've got a book around here somewhere, and it was talking about a guy who did some weather experiments. But I can't find it. I'll have to find it for next week or something.
2: Anton Le Sandazar or whatever, the Church of Satan guy. He definitely had a daughter. She's she's out. There
0: Anton Anton a- Oyvei, we call him on this show, uh, Clown X. Yes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: He's, he's from the um, rabbinical <laughs> sect of Satanist Jews. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't doesn't Anton Oivay say that
0: he literally doesn't believe in <laughs> Satan, doesn't he? Isn't that their branch of Satanism? It's like a fucking joke, isn't it?
1: Yeah, but he says a lot of shit.
0: Yeah. I mean, he's literally there to dis- distru- dis- dist-
1: destroy it, isn't he? Well... He's there to just put in a load of lies and disinformation to um, throw people off the scent. He's a disinformation agent. Disinfo.
2: Probably most of these occult things have a guy like that, right? They're all... Probably every group that makes any money has a front guy that does a lot of lies, I would imagine, right? I don't know.
1: Well, I mean, you don't want the public uh, gaining uh, knowledge of your deep secret inner wisdoms or whatever bullshit you're trying to sell to your cult members. Yeah, Definitely. I mean, you, you, yeah,
0: you don't want them actually know what's going on, do you? I mean, that's 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 what uh, that's what Scientology does, doesn't it? I actually, I actually, watched a bit of Going Clear again the other night. Have you seen that one, Stash?
2: Uh, about the lady that professed it. I've seen parts of it. Yeah. Uh, I think go and clear's the, sci-
0: the Scientology one about um, all these all the people that have gotten out of um, Scientology. You know, people like Mike Rinder and people like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: In relation to Judge
0: Rinder, uh, Nah, he's a bit less gay. He's he's an Australian. I going uh, Mike Rinder is.
1: Judge Rinder is offensively
0: gay. I you see, the, Aussie, him in the, the Aussies, Aussies were quite into the their track. Scientology, weren't they?
1: Well, truth,
0: Australia. mate, it's just abo magic. It's just ab. It's just the abos, isn't it, mate?
2: I definitely think it's a better a bunch of bull. But every time somebody gets down on Scientology, I agree. But then I always wonder: every company, every freaking thing that people are part of, it usually has some of that mind crap, right? I mean. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean,
0: advertising agencies, I think they, they, they would spend fortunes on this kind of stuff, aren't they, the brainwashing people?
2: Yeah, no matter what company people work for or even government agents, they, they pump you up, and, you know, otherwise you won't move up the ladder. So I'm surprised the number
1: the of it. bands who come up with a moon child. I know I've said it before,
2: but what's a moon child? Like literally an antichrist person they're trying to produce. So when Shakespeare's
1: sister, um, a band with um, quite moribund uh, uh, optics was saying there's a moon child in everyone. Ah.
2: That's creepy.
1: Interesting. Uh, So, Where is it? Oh,
0: moon child was... Oh, here we go.
1: I looked at the world from another star. That's when I discovered who you really are. And now I'm hungry for the taste. And life is just too good to waste. So take off into outer space. I'll see you there.
0: Creepy. was also a novel by Crowley. Oh, how about this one? It says here, yeah, uh, someone whose astrolog- astrological side is cancer is a moon child, apparently.
1: Moon child in everyone. There's a moon child. Sacrifice your soul to the devil. Uh, moon child has been songs
0: by Captain Beefheart and his magic band, Kim Kringson, Rick James, Fields of the Nephilim, Iron Maiden, Debbie Gibson, uh, Chibo Matai Debbie
1: Gibson did Moonchild
0: did a song called Moonchild in 1996 from the album Debra
1: so even Debbie oh wow that was after Bill Hicks died so it's like right I'm going to release the Satanist shit now he's dead he can't make fun of me
0: (laughs) Moonchild is also a song by M83 I don't know who they are Um, a song by rapper RM from the album Mono Uh, Rory Gallagher from the album Calling Card and the Australian singer songwriter Apollo Blue. It's also so a massive series. You're telling me series. that an
1: album called Calling Card has a song in it called Moonchild. I mean, how much more blatant can you be? They might as well say the lyrics like, Hello, I'm famous because I have joined a fraternal organisation. <laughs> they make all the lyrics for my songs and I perform them on stage, whilst covering one of my eyes.
0: Hobbit. I think we need. I think you might need to do the Satanism in the Never Ending Story because uh, it's another name for the childlike Empress in the nineteen seventy nine no. children's book, The Never Ending Story.
1: No, that's a beautiful. That's a beautiful film and it's beautiful adventures. Nothing think, satanic about well, it. It says it's
0: from the book, The Never Ending Story. So they must have dropped it
1: for it. I didn't even I know it was have a book. A book the never-ending did, you know story? Was, did you know it was a book? Well, how can you have a book of the never-ending story? Because you never get to the end of it. Yeah. That was a joke.
2: Any huge celebrity, there's there's basically none of them that don't make those strange hand mudra things, right? Or make the triangle in their eyes. It is all very disturbing.
0: Oh, did you know there was a 1996 never-ending story animated series, Hobbit? Yes.
1: I I do remember watching it. Idea oh, never knew it existed. Oh, interdimensional lizard says on uh, the last page, it says go back to page one and repeat so it never ends. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, in the Witcher series, women born during a lunar eclipse were said to be cursed, so perhaps Polish folklore is its own moon child thing. That's oh. from Don Alfkicker. Oh. I agree with the sentiment Alves are scumbags pointy eared yeah. bastards not yeah. racist just don't fucking like them they need to fuck off back to the summer Isles. yeah
0: um it also says that um you know the kid in it who reads the, Jake, reads the book
1: Baggins with you. the
0: kid who reads the book he, uh, his mother died of an unspecified illness i wonder if she had uh, if she had um information that had led to the arrest and imprisonment of uh, Hillary clinton
1: well, we'll never know now. Yeah. Maybe she had cancer and died. Because she can't talk about because it. Because cancer.
0: Oh, apparently, um not only that, apparently the uh pancreatic
1: cancer is the is the hitman cancer. Is it? Yeah. Oh, so what was Steve Jobs doing? Did it got him pancreatic cancer then? No idea. Steve Jobs, he died very quickly of pancreatic cancer. Yeah. Hmm. I mean, I guess he wasn't gay enough for Apple, so they had to replace him with Rim Cook. Hmm. I like how um, Donald Trump used to refer to um, Tim Cook as uh, Tim Apple. Well, that's basically what he is, right? Uh, I've just read about some of the characters in The
0: NeverEnding Story. I've gone kind of done a bit of a rabbit hole there. Um, so... Big-headed rock creatures are a race, a race of creatures made of rock that have big heads. <laughs> Bird humans are yep. a race of bird-headed humans. Elephant-headed oh, creatures imagine. are humanoid elephants. Just in case you didn't know this stuff. Uh, four-faced people, yeah. what are they, Hobbit, think? Are they people with three faces? <laughs> yeah, that's it. Uh, monkey-headed creatures are creatures with monkey heads.
1: Um, i would not read it anymore
0: because that's drivel. I mean, why would you need oh, to do uh,
1: that? In regards to your, your question, um, Lizard, uh, how would I rate the meal? A bit too much uh, fire, not enough salt, could do with some cheese. Too much Weetabix. Too um, and... much Weetabix? No, we oh, were talking about Weetabix, Weetabix with gross shit on it the other day, weren't we? But you mean like attention-seeking people say, I do this to my Weetabix? Yeah.
0: Right, so we're at at nine o'clock. Um, that's it. Fuck off now. Yeah. <laughs> go away now. Um, hold on, I'm just looking so for the DACA jacket. So, if everybody
2: in on. the world gets the vaccination and it's got the nano technology in it, and going on with Hobbit saying when they go to five G and then to six G or whatever, uh, six six, six G six G, they'll they'll probably be able well, to we'll shut anybody the off. Of if they don't Why are like six right? G. I don't know. I, I wonder if they're going to have that. I don't even know.
1: <laughs> six 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 years. Just when the devil comes out and he's right, got. Like, the, a Right, uh, there's your the there's the link for Daka Daka channel. Uh,
0: go away now. I bet you want to say go away. Go now?
1: away.